Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Coach Unplugged. So excited you decided to join us. Before we jump in, a couple things. First of all, we'd love if you'd leave a five-star review. We, those big those reviews are really big to us. Also, go over and check out our sponsors, Dr. Dish, the number one shooting machine on the market. So easy to set up, easy to use, will make your team, you know, will make your team better shooters. I can guarantee that. And not necessarily scores, but the great thing is they've they've dealt with that problem. And now you have trainers there, you have things on the Dr. Dish, it will actually help you become a better scorer. So go over and check it out. Mention Coach Unplugged, they'll give you $350 off. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Right now, we're, we got a quarterly membership. We're trying something new here. We think it's a great innovation for all of you. Maybe jump in for three months and 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 kick the tires around. Um, we believe in teachhoops.com so much that we have a 14-day free trial right now. No one else has that. No one else had. No one else are you going to get their bat phone and be able to get on a call and help them through. So our roadmap is is second to none too. It will walk you through your basketball journey. So come over and check us out at teachhoops.com. Let's head off to the podcast. And and I was talking to a coach the other day that was a man guy, and he goes, "I don't want to get out of man." I go, "Then don't get out of man." Then change your man from straight man to switching man to, you know, forcing baseline to, you know, crap the first pass. There's things you can do just out of man to, to change their pace enough. Um, yeah. And it messes them up. I think I, I yeah, really- and it's funny because you said the, the mentality of high school kids that they don't like change, you know, that's my worry with, with making a quick change early on in the game. Cause I feel like it shows like a, a level of panic that, yep. that, that the team's like, oh wow! So everything we did needs to change, and like, are we panicking? Are we down? Like, what's going on? Um, so just a, make that's your change. marketing, though. That's marketing one hundred and one. Because I tell my guys know that if things aren't going, we're changing, and that's one of. But that's one of our calling cards too. Is like, we're gonna. 
again, I get them for four months. Would I love to play man, straight man, be Bo Ryan and Dick Bennett or, or, or I'd love to, I, I have them for four months. I can only do so much. So my mathematical theory tells me I'd rather have, I'd rather make you adjust to me than, than, you know, if I play just straight man and you're beating me in my straight man, what do I do then? Yeah. Out of luck. So if I've got three or four things in my pocket that I can throw at you, maybe one of them is going to stick and it might be enough to get us a win. Um, so that's why, yeah, I, you definitely got to sell the Like if you're, if you spend the week practicing just man, and then all of a sudden you tank it three minutes in. Yeah. There's a sense of panic probably from the kids at that point. Yeah. 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 Um, and it's also, they're, they're looking at you and they're like, well, how come what you taught us all week didn't, isn't working. You know, it's a little right. bit of like a loss of trust. Like that goes yep. on. Yep. 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 And, and, and then, then, I mean, you just got to explain to them, they just hit six straight threes, <laughs> you know, what happens? Well, they hit that the whole game. If they do, they'll probably beat us, but let's, let's try to stop them from doing that. So let's run them off the line or do something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's why I kind of, I go that way. Um, so tell me about your practices, how you run practice or, or deep dive into your practices. Um, so, so I, have a, I obviously have a practice plan that, that goes on. I, I kind of block everything between um, probably the longest drill we'll do will be about 10 minutes. I feel like you can't kids, kids won't work hard in a drill for, for more than 10. You know, it's kind of like uh, it's, it's like it's, probably too long. And, and that's long. That, that'll be my longest one. Yeah. Um, but I, I try to do scout um, in the, in the beginning of practice instead of at the end that that's that's one change i've made recently um because i feel like their brains are more active um okay, so, in the beginning. so tell me how you do scout well we'll go over what the other team's gonna do um offensively defensively like what we're looking at um you know what what our strategies are for the week and then our drills for the day we'll, we'll build off of that okay um kind of like kind of like a lesson plan in school how you have an objective and then, and then your lesson is gonna is gonna follow that objective. Okay. Um, that's kind of like how I try to design my practices. I like. Um, that. I never go over two hours. I feel like over two hours, um, especially in season, you know, you're you're really gonna be, you know, just, I don't know, spinning your wheels for that last half hour with the kids. Um, oh, yeah. I, I I've tried to make it as short as possible. Will you go like forty five minutes sometimes? I'll go. I'll go a little over an hour. Okay. Uh, but I'll, but I'll, but, but if I have two hours, I'll use the other stuff for other things. But I, I, sometimes I just want an hour of their focus and then maybe we'll go to my room and watch film, or maybe we'll just get shots up or maybe I'll let them play dodgeball or, you know, I'll do other stuff. Um, as I, as I dived into this now early in the season, the first two weeks is two first two weeks don't count for anything to be honest with you. I'll go with two a days, first two weeks. Yeah. I got to get some stuff in. But then it's really about um, tweaking things and um, keeping it keeping it narrowly focused. So what I have done is I don't want one second wasted. And I'm guilty of this. The c- coaches talk and they're shooting free throw. You know, that wasted time. I don't want to do that anymore. Um and I stopped it about six, seven years ago. I really got good at not doing it um, just because I want to 
I want them focused during a game. I want them focused in practice. Let's get in, let's get out. And then you can go, you know, go do your TikTok or whatever you're going to freaking do at that point. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. So you mentioned um, you mentioned free throws because I had a question for you about that. I don't do like a free throw session and I don't do rebounding drills because I feel like rebounding is all about just just effort and heart. I don't do I, I, I don't do free. I, I, I do some free throw like um, uh, miss and we run kind of things just kind of. Yeah, like I, I, I end our drills with a free throw with a yeah, made free some throw. stuff like that. And I'll, I'll throw free throws into drills. Um, rebounding, I've never really had an issue with, um, offensive rebounding. Uh, you know, if you've listened to my podcast, offensive rebounding, I have a rule and, and I usually pick one or two kids that I kind of, th that's one of their jobs. Like I, it, we just had our guys fill out a form to, to pick, I think we gave them 15 options. They had to pick three of them. Um, you know, are you a scorer, are you a shooter, are you a defender in all different categories? And so, so we can start having discussions with them and talking to them. Um, if we took if we took the returners and, and tallied it up, we're going to average like 128 points a game next year. So oh, everybody's a scorer. Yeah, everybody's there's a lot of scores. So we have we have to have some discussions, but um, which is some of them are, but some are not. Uh, anyway, they uh rebounding is that unique thing in the sense that offensive rebound. So my rule on my team is if you get an offensive rebound, you can do whatever you want with that ball. Like you can pass it out. You can dribble it around and circle. I don't care what you do. You just earn that offensive rebound. I said, if I got the offensive rebound, I just shoot it. Oh yeah. <laughs> Coach said, I can do whatever I want. Like you've earned that. So, so what I get in, I get that mentality in a couple kids place. Like, Okay, so let's let's figure this out. We play we play halves in Wisconsin, two 18-minute halves. Okay. Um, so I say, okay, let's let's imagine you play 25 minutes and you get six offensive rebounds. If you make two of the you shoot 33 and third percent, there's four points right there for you. If you shoot 50%, there's six points. Holy cow, a couple free throws, you're double digit. So they start doing the math on it, hit a couple threes. Look at that. And they go, oh, yeah. I go, well, then go to the offensive glass. Yeah, go get it. Yeah. Um, defensive rebounding, I've never really had an issue, knock on wood, because if you're not boxing out and we're getting out rebounding, you're not playing. Um, yeah. So the offensive one is a thing. It's it's one of those it's one of those knack things. You can become good at it. If you watched um, The Last Dance with Rodman, like he got good at reading. There is a knack to it. He, I think he explained it at one point in that in that series, but he started to learn like where the ball was going to go. Well, he had people come in and miss on purpose. Yeah, so yeah, he yeah. Would learn the bounce. You can do that. Like you can become a really good rebounder. Now I don't know if the value. It's like stealing bases in baseball. I don't know what the value of that is anymore. And at the NBA or collegiate level, it's like stealing bases. There's no Ricky Hendersons anymore that you get paid a lot for stealing bases. Yeah. But, um, no, I agree. I, I don't spend a lot of time on either one of those skills. Um, if you can't shoot free throws, you can't play at the end of a game is basically what I tell them. So <laughs> we, we were, we were 38% from the line this year. So I was wondering if I have to go back and I have shooters on my team. Like we, we had a pretty good team. We went 11 and three, um, in our season this year. 
And for some reason, we just couldn't hit free throws. So I was wondering if I should maybe. No, you should. You should. Adapt, you should put pressure. You got to start putting pressure on them to make the free throws. And we do a we do a free throw ladder because I want to know who they think are the good free throw shooters. So we do a free throw ladder. So let's say I have fifteen kids. Um, we'll go up to like eight. Okay, so. I'll put them on the baseline, all 15 of them, and they each get to shoot a free throw. And then, so you go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, and then seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. So they get to pick who shoots one. And if they miss, they got to run down and back. Okay. Two down and back, down and back. So I let them pick because I want to see who they put at the line for seven and eight and who they put. Yeah. The who do they trust at the free throw line and who do they not trust um, and see if we're on the same page. And we tend to be very similar. Um, like, you know, you go, you're a good free throw shooter. You go shoot. Um, right, so I like the, I like the ladder idea because I was ending all my drills with, uh, with free throws, you know, and then, and then they can go get a drink if they, if they hit it, if not, we run. Um, right. But I like the ladder idea because it really, it brings a bunch of them into it instead of just the same couple girls every time. Right. And it's like, and then, you know, if you, if you have, if you want to go to 20, then you can have somebody shoot two or something like that. Um, and then what I'll do is then the, for some of the kids that need um, boosting, they'll, let's say if they're at three and they miss it, I go, okay, I'll go double or nothing. And we'll skip four. If you make the next one, if you want it or not, it's like deal or no deal kind of thing. Yep. And yep. then they, they figure out whether they want to do that or not. It's like, yeah, yeah, you know, it's like, so the more pressure you can put on those free throws, the more game-like, I think it helps. Um, yeah, and, and that was another thing I was going to ask you today was, um, so we had a shortened season this year. I have a core group of juniors. Um, we had no state tournament. We had no county tournament. So we've been building this thing, you know, next year's the year. It's next the year, year's baby. The, that's the year. So I scheduled a bunch of away games with like top top tier teams, like group four teams. We're group two now. Yeah. So group okay. four is on the road, like bigger schools. Um, I was trying to simulate pressure. Did you get some? Did you get some? Did you get some wins too? We we got two out of the four of those independents that we set up. Okay. No. So I'm saying for next year, do you have some confidence builders on your schedule too? Um, for next year, I'm still building the schedule out. Okay. Um. But, but it's tricky because you got to get enough power points to kind of get the higher seed. For the but team. you also want to go in and play, you know, so that they're prepared. Because you can go 22-0. and 0. Hey, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the podcast as much as I am. Please subscribe and like. Uh, leave those five-star reviews. Those one-star reviews you can, you can leave in your pocket. But go over to Apple and Spotify and wherever you leave reviews or wherever you listen and, and, and tell us what you're thinking. Um, go over and check out teachups.com for coaches who want to get better. 14-day free trial. Um, the one-stop shopping. The Netflix for basketball coaches. Um, and then also go over and check out our other podcasts, uh, Teacher Side Gig and High School Hoops. P part of the, I love saying this, part of the coach market media conglomerate. Go over and check it out and let's head back to the podcast. Against, you know, fluff competition and you're a two seed and a 15 seed comes in that's been playing top level and, you're, and, you're, and your season's over, right. you know? Um, so my goal this year was to get him out on the road and, and kind of like, yep, play I, do that. I think, I think your big thing is this summer. Yeah. I mean, you yep. got to get them, you got to get them together on and off the court and you got to get them playing together. 
like literally I've been thinking about like we didn't play this season like how can I what do I need to well first of all most prepared my staff and I have ever been because oh, of course yeah we're ready for next year we're ready we're ready for next year now to be honest with you um but I think you have to think about you have to think about like pushing them this summer but then also bringing them to get like when the battle comes together like how are you you, you know what I mean it, it's an it's an interesting summer too because I'm not sure how it is in New Jersey we're still kind of like we're not Michigan which is horrible okay. but we're not we're up and down kind of things like things get shut down they get opened so I'm not sure what it's gonna look like in June. In the yeah. summer, yeah. We, well, I mean, hopefully, knock on wood. You know, we've we've been trending in the right direction. Right. Um, I got my girls playing on the same AAU team right now. Okay. Um. So the goal is to have them play all year. But yeah, I mean, missing out on states. I really wanted them to lose a state game this year, to have that bus ride home. You know, and and that way you can come back and say, you know, we don't want this feeling again. You know, that's why we have to right, work so hard. But then you can do try to maybe do that with your schedule a little bit too, because you'll probably get punched a couple times in your schedule, and you can have that same discussion next season. Like this is it. Yeah. Like you only yeah. get one senior year. You know, <laughs> part of it is marketing next year too. You got to tell them that this is your, this is you. This is like I'm coming back next year. This is what I always say to them. You're not. You like you got to you got to the sentimental you only get to play with your friends once all those little things you got to start pulling those emotional tags from yeah. now until the end of the season like this is special this is the last time we're ever going to play in this place this is i mean all those emotional things because then it will make them work harder and it means more to be honest with you yeah and and, and why well, you win you know, with this, seniors you win with seniors. this person's been doing special stuff i mean we we won our league for the first time since 1979 this year um <clears throat> we haven't been to the state tournament in seven years you know so so this team really has a a good chance to do something special and like leave a mark right so that's history, like what history. that's what they want to do every person wants to be remembered and every person wants to leave their mark so that's what you sell like well, you've already made history let's really make history i want little girls five years from now talking about this team Yada yada yada. If you sell that, oh my god, it works so well. It really yeah. The marketing machine is going to have to be a uh, be on full blast all, all year. It is. Um, it, I mean, don't 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 underestimate it. I'm telling you, it works. Oh, I'm, I'm definitely not going to underestimate the emotional value with girls basketball. I mean, those seasons are long. Those are like those are four month relationships with like 15 different you know females. Yes, and personalities and like yes. Um, and you could say the one wrong thing in one practice, and it hangs for two weeks. Um, and that's why I've tried to open up the communication with my players. Like, hey, if I say the wrong thing, or, or you know, or or if I sit you and you're angry about it, you have to tell me, right. because we can't have that hanging over the program. Right. No, it doesn't work. Um, how many assistant coaches do you have, and how do you use them? I have one. Okay. And I actually hired the head volleyball coach to be my assistant, so we could kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I have heard track stats um, because I heard on one of your podcasts, you had a number for the amount of offensive rebounds you can give up and the amount of turnovers that you can have in a game and still win it. I think your number was 20, 25. Something like that. Total. It was around there. So I, so I, I brought it up to 31. 
okay. for, for girls basketball. Um, so I have her track those numbers. I, I think I'm giving up offensive rebounds and turnovers and, and committing turnovers are, are huge. So I bring those numbers into halftime. Uh, I'm a big numbers person. I'm, a, I'm an English teacher, but with basketball, I tend, I tend to gravitate towards numbers a lot more. You, um, uh, yeah. So, okay. So I'm thinking, okay. Um, that, that's good. That That's a simple thing for her to track. I think that's easy. And um, she's new to the game too. So she's new. So, so where do, do they sit next to her when they come out? Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, and we kind of play like a, like a good cop, bad cop type of thing. So, so okay. she's always like the, the promoter. Um, and here's what you did wrong. This is why, you know, coach took you out or, or whatever. Um, so yeah, we just, we just have that kind of like, you that's know, that good. Back that's forth. good. That's what I was going to, I was going to say, you probably need good cop, bad cop. Um, that's actually a really good thing. Um, what, now, uh, now, go ahead. We, we, we mentioned it before, but, um, so, so I'm going into the fourth year with these girls, right? There's like four of them. That, that's my core. Okay. I was hoping at one point, one of them would emerge as a leader and it just never happened. You know, they say the right things, they mean well, they play hard, but my, my girl who's a thousand point scorer, she's, she's the least leader of them all. If that's, that's an unusual word, but she's, she has no leadership skills. She's a follower. My point guard plays hard, tries to lead by example, but isn't like a presence. Um, and the other two are kind of like just looking towards them for one of them to take over. So then you have to lead the team. I have to lead the team. You do because you're not going to turn in nine months one of them into a leader. Probably you can make them better leaders. <laughs> um, and and how did you do that? Because one of the things that I, I experimented with was, and I couldn't do it this year, was for the first five minutes of halftime. I, I normally don't go in anyway, but I feel like instead of them sitting there in silence, somebody should be in charge. Yep, you can do that. You can do that. I, I like that. I like that idea that especially if you're talking to your assistant. Um, if you had to pick one of the four you just described, you'd probably pick the point guard, huh? Yeah. Okay. So here's what you do. You bring the point guard, like on a full timeout, you, 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 your assistant and your point guard talk and you send everyone else to the bench. You, you involve her more in decision-making. Okay. That will give her ownership. Like, Hey, what do you think about stopping here for dinner on the way home or both everything that you, that's not like, critical a that you have to make a decision on like playing time kind of stuff yeah that you should involve her involve her um I've i like that I never, I never thought about taking her aside on the on the full timeouts i, I like that it will, it will be like whoa like i've done that with two i've done that with two point guards that i trusted i'll probably do it the one i have this year um just because i it, it and he's a junior so i'm going to try to breed him into being a leader um, he's just such a quiet kid, but, um, and that's, and that's the problem I have with my point guard. She's just, she's just quiet. She's quiet, but she's going to get like, as soon as she's around the two of you and making help, you know, like even during practice, like your backup point guards in there, you pull her over, you go, what do you think's happening on a defensive end? Why aren't we like executing the more she ha feels like she has input and say, then that will, I mean, it, it's going to be hard in, like I said, in nine months to make her a leader, but she's going to have the balls in her hands more than anyone's. So she's probably the one I would try to convert. Um, but I would do that in all aspects of it. I would even do that at halftime. 
I wouldn't have her be the one talking. I'd have her with you and the assistant talking in the hallway when the rest of them are in there. Um, and then, and then I would be honest with the team. I'd say, well, I'm doing this because I'm trying to get her to help. I mean, you could grab different kids to do that too. Like if, if you think it's going to become like this, well, why is she getting to do it? Petty thing. Then you can also invite other people. Yeah, in. I don't think it would because, because so, so in our postseason meetings, a lot of these, a lot of the girls said that they wanted more personal accountability. So apparently they, they must've talked on a group message or whatever. Okay. Cause every time we like, if they're fooling around in practice or, or the practice is slow, it's a team thing. They wanted more personal accountability. And I think that comes with, we don't have a leader. We don't have somebody to hold people accountable. It can't just be me holding one person accountable. Like you're the one fooling around. So you have to run. Right. You know, and, and that comes from leadership, but, but they, so, they were so, actually. So, so I think you circle back to the next meeting you have with them and say, Hey, this is what you guys said. Here's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to pull, we won't use her name, but X into the timeouts and in, I'm going to, I'm going to, and then maybe you're involved may, and then you're, maybe your assistant coach is checking in with her every day and seeing how things are going because she might tell her things that she won't tell you kind of like there might be yeah. that dynamic too a little bit. Like, so you're going to have to pull the assistant in, um, you know, I hear lots of things through my assistants that they won't say to me, but they'll say to an assistant, which is fine as long as it's getting said and it's kind of going working its way through the chain of command. Um, you know, practice is too long. People aren't, people are bored, blah, blah, blah. So that you basically have to sit down to the three of you and say, hey, here's how it's going to work. I'm going to pull you in and I want your input. You know, if if something's going on with a team, you don't feel like you can go to me, go to the assistant, da, 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 da and we'll, We'll try to adjust it if, because you don't want that team dynamic to be very smooth all year. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And there might be something like X and Y are not getting along or X started dating Y's boyfriend, or I don't know something who knows what could happen. Um, yeah. One of those things. I think, I think that's true. Um, what do you think is the hardest thing to teach? Huh? I mean, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big person. Uh, I believe in help defense a lot. I mean, I know everybody does, but I feel like that concept, especially when you're playing man, that like, that's your man. Yes. It's, it's your responsibility, but so is all of your help, you right. know, being in help, being in your help spots, um, teaching them see ball and man a lot. It, it, it's tough. It takes a while. That's probably like, like you were saying the first two weeks, that's a, I spent a lot of my first two weeks just in shell drill and just working on those, those help spots. Um, I think a lot of younger kids don't know what the line is. They have no idea. I, I coach sixth grade. Uh, right now I'm coaching sixth grade AAU girls. And when we play man, I mean, they can run. They're just chasing each other, running around. Um, they have no idea about, Pain, you know, painters, painters tape, man. Painters tape. Painters tape. Painters what would you do tape. with that? You put it down in the helpline. You go any court you go into, painters tape won't rip up the front. Won't it's that like little? You just put. I I literally have like a box full of painters tape, and you just put it down right the middle of the court, man. And it's like and then you can just rip it up at the end of practice, throw it away. It's not like it's not like anything that will do any harm to the court. They won't trip on it. Like get a get a funky color of painters tape, 
I do it with my varsity practice. We'll do it with uh, – hey, everybody, hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you subscribe and like. Leave a review. We love those five-star reviews. We're going to leave a one-star. You can skip to the next podcast. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.